I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. The strength of the Lord is our joy. Nehemiah, the cupbearer to the king, famously remarked to an assembly of the chosen people of Israel that the joy of the Lord was their strength. This phrase from Nehemiah 8.10 encapsulates the jubilant nature and source of God's inimitable power and strength. But lately, as I've been pondering this verse, I've decided that I also enjoy embracing the idea that the strength of the Lord can be our joy. What a joy it is indeed to know that the greatest powerhouse in the universe is our strength as well. How could we not be overjoyed at that amazing good news? We have scores of Bible passages at our disposal about the strength of the Lord, and because God knows we need images and instances of strength, He's given us plenty to ruminate on. In Proverbs 18.10, we read that the name of the Lord is our strong tower. It's tall enough to protect us from adversarial ground forces. It sets us above storms and gale-force winds and waves. It's a fortress and a shelter. In 2 Samuel 22.2, we read more on the Lord's strength after God delivered him from his enemies. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. From violent people you save me. Have you ever been under threat? If you have, you know full well that God is our mightiest ally in any overwhelmingly threatening situation. I once found myself in a life-threatening situation with my autistic child. In the moment I realized the full extent of the danger I found myself in, I fell to my knees sobbing, crying out to the Lord. I asked Him to help me and told Him I could no longer do this. What I meant was I could no longer care for Him to the extent that I had up until that time. And in that moment of terror and desperation, the Lord told me it was time for my deliverance. It would take too long to go into all the details, but ten days after that occurred, We were able to, by God's miraculous intervention, purchase a house for my son, find a caregiving staff, and furnish the place. He's been there for close to four years now. The joy I have in being delivered through the Lord's strength, as he simultaneously met Max's needs, knows no bounds. And because that deliverance took place, I've been able to write three devotion books, write a blog, and host a weekly podcast. What a benevolent God we serve. In these days, the strength of the Lord truly is my daily joy. The older I get, the more I realize I have no valuable lasting strength of my own at all. Even Jesus was quick to point out, when He was on earth, where His strength came from. In John fifteen five, we read these words, I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing." This was the verse I was given this year at the Bible study I attend. Each year, every leader in the study receives a verse for the year. At the onset of the study, I wasn't sure why God had given me this verse. But as the year wore on, I began to get the picture. It wasn't me who wrote three books, or blogged, or who podcasted. It was Him. I'm just the stenographer. He's the iconographer. The strength of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is behind everything I'm working to accomplish in His holy name. Ask Him to partner with you in your endeavors, and you too will find that the strength of the Lord is your joy as well. 
I'd like to read now from my first book, The Side Door, and this entry is called Unwrapping Present Moment Gifts, Embracing Each Day's Joy. We've all seen and heard the verse, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And that's from Psalm 118.24. I believe in the transforming power of this verse, and I actually have a custom stencil of it in my walk-in closet over the window there. Every morning when I'm dressing in my closet, I have the opportunity to read this verse, meditate on its truths, choose to thank God, and embrace the joy that can be found in it every day as I live in relationship with Him. Sometimes the sun shines brightly through the window, and other days it's cloudy. Recently, a friend was lifting me up in prayer and asked in that prayer that I would be able to feel God's love shine on my back like the warm sun. I think of this now as I get ready in the morning, and it helps me thank God for the day, even when it's cloudy. By now, you may be rolling your eyes. You might be thinking I'm throwing out platitudes and not being honest about what daily life on the planet Earth is really like. And you would be right, because even though that option is available to me each morning, I don't always choose that joy immediately. Some days I wake up, and if I don't take every thought captive, as is suggested in Second Corinthians 10.5, My glass is half empty before I even fill up my coffee mug. To be fair, this task is easier on some days than others. I remember taking great comfort in hearing an excellent sermon on this verse. The speaker pointed out a truth about this verse that is often overlooked. It does not say we have to rejoice about the day. Thankfully, we aren't commanded to thank God for the flat tire we had this morning, or our husband's layoff, or our prodigal child's drug problem. Instead, the verse welcomes us to take comfort in the fact that God has a plan and purpose for every day. When the morning arrives, we can be thankful for the promise of the day itself. Yesterday's worries need not be remembered, and the concerns of tomorrow can wait until then. Truly, we can always find something to be thankful for. I learned some valuable lessons connected to this verse on my mission trip to Rwanda. Most of the people in the remote village were barefoot. They lived in simple mud huts with no frill homemade beds on the floor and simple wooden benches for seating. Their artwork on the walls consisted primarily of newspaper clippings and comic strips crudely applied to the surface. Few homes had electricity and none had indoor plumbing. Few had cars, motorcycles, or even bicycles. Most had to walk miles for their water and carry it in containers back to their dwelling on their backs. Despite a lack of creature comforts, the people we encountered inside the church on the hill were filled to the brim with the joy of the Lord. Though many had lost family members who were murdered in the genocide of the 90s that killed an estimated one million people, they enthusiastically sang praise songs about heaven and their love for God. They didn't gloss over their pain or inconvenience, but they didn't dwell on it either. Instead, they overcame adversity by celebrating each day's joy. And the keys to kingdom living are find joy in every day the Lord gives you and be glad in that day. And the doorpost is rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. 
Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.